Welcome to the Dance Party 247 podcast. You've got myself, DJ MV, DJ T. And don't forget to like, subscribe, click the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. Over to you, T. Good evening. Um, yeah, there's only two it of could us be morning. due to uh, scheduling issues with uh, some of our guests. So hopefully we'll be back to three next week. Um, I actually proposed the subject of our um, topic today, our, 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 our chat. Before I actually saw some stats that came out, which very, very coincidentally helped us out very significantly in there in our chat, backing up what our thoughts were that um, how the DJ industry uh, nightclubbing, I should say, um, directly, more specifically, is in is in decline. And if you're on YouTube, you'll see I put my notepad up. I have my notes with me, so I'm going to be referring to those. So um, obviously, I've gone through these with you in advance. So. We can't yeah. guess, get play guess, guess the game, which well, I love doing. We, we, we was going to, weren't we? When we had a, a third person, we were going to do that with them. Um, I love doing that, but uh, unfortunately, um, it's just just myself and and you on this one. Um, do you want to just go through uh, a little bit about what we're going to be talking about and some of the stats? Yeah. So, um, reading a article on. Mix Mag, which follows up obviously on what we were going to talk about anyway. Um, and this, the facts are brought out by the Office of National Statistics, which here in the UK is a government department that does all statistics for, well, from everything, the stuff that actually influenced the governments and their decision making through to things like collecting, unfortunately, COVID data and all that kind of stuff. So let's um, not let's very... not get too tied down with no, what no. the government should and shouldn't be doing no. at this precise moment and on, on, on a footnote i actually was an area manager that included being a gym manager for for ons so i actually been to the building itself into their gym anyway former life let's move on um they brought out some stats um and we know that clubs are, are closing um drum sheds was one that i saw on Mixmag again that are closing this week and they're a 10,000 capacity venue in London, probably one of the very biggest in the world. There's only a couple of clubs that have that kind of capacity worldwide and they're, they're closing. So it's not just the small players or the big players. It's, it's across the board, but it back in 2000, go on. I just, just going to say, it seems to be everyone. I mean, from, from what we've been doing since we've um, been let out again after lockdown, um, we've been to various venues Um um, as as DJs and as as just as punters, um, and it, there's there's no real pattern to it. I think you either just you're just either lucky to be busy or not at the moment. Um, we'll go into maybe some reasons. <coughs> excuse me, or our thoughts on those. It, it might not be. It might just be our opinion. Might be might be a bit skewed or, or biased. But um, going back to the pure stats, because these do not lie. Back in 2010, there was 10,040 registered nightclubs. That's not bars or anything like that. That's just nightclubs. What you call discos back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, basically playing, you know, sort of dance music. In 2021, that had gone down to 6,985. Uh, obviously, that includes obviously part of the pandemic as well. And they were not very far off hitting 5,000. So they're closing a few hundred every year. So we're not far away from actually hitting the, the 5,000 mark, which is in probably about 15 years, it's half of what, what it used to be. Um, some other um, 
stats to go that as well because it's not just nightclubs. In the last two years, from 2019 to 2021, there's 1,300 pubs have closed as well. And obviously they, they go hand in hand because we were just talking before we came on air that um, if you go into a, a club, unless obviously you know, you're know you strapped for cash or you, you're doing things a little bit differently than, than the average person, then you would typically go out, have a few drinks and a couple of bars, and end up in a, in a club. And if you don't have those pubs and bars to go to a club, then there's nothing to feed the club, is there? You go straight to the club. So they, you know, 1,300 have, have gone in the last, last two years. I mean, a, a big part of that was COVID, wasn't it? It was. I mean, a lot of a lot of places closed down and didn't reopen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. If you look at up and down the country, that's an easy number to. It's, it's achievable, isn't it, for that many places to close? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> over the last 10, 20 years, the number of pubs have, have obviously. I mean, the pubs will open. There'll always be new places, but. Overall, the numbers is going down. Um, about 15 years ago, things started to change to be more meal orientated. You go to a pub to have a pub meal and have a drink there. So that whole dynamic changed. But you think about how many pubs are just drinking outlets that don't do food. There's not many of them. No. Even bars in, in the centre of town will will do um, meals at lunchtime. They all have to do some sort of catering to to keep uh, keep the heads above water. I mean, I, I think personally, clubbing as as we knew it is is pretty much not finished, but it's, it's changed drastically. Yeah. To because we were saying um, uh, yesterday and the day before and the day before that that you don't need clubs like you used to when bars used to shut at eleven o'clock you would just roll onto the club because that's where you would go. There's nowhere else open. No. Now you've got bars staying open in some places, as we full well know, later than the, uh, than the nightclubs. Yeah. You know, um, night, nightclubs are closing at three, four o'clock, and you've got late bars open till six o'clock in the morning. Um, I can't remember which town it was in. Might have, it was, it was, I think it was a northern town. Um, I could be, st- uh, could be corrected. But the um, the local nightclub um, applied for a, a review of their license, and one of the justifications was is there's bars open longer than the nightclub, and people were going from the nightclub when that closed back into the bar that the which they came from before they went to the nightclub. That's ridiculous. That's, isn't it? Well, wasn't that um, Manchester way? I can't remember. It was, think, it was somewhere up north. I think we spoke it, about that. We did. Um, the the. Um, yeah, the irony that you go to the bar to go to the club to go back to the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's back in the day when I, I used to go out. I mean, it just weren't heard of. The, the pubs would shut at 11 o'clock. Um, and where I live, there was only one There was only one nightclub. Well, I remember but, I remember when I was younger, there, there was like, there was the odd, I call it more of a bar than a pub. Um, pub is probably more traditional. It's been around for, for years and years and years. And the bar, our class is somewhere that um, it's fairly new. That they, they just is more nighttime orientated rather than throughout the day drinking. Um, when where I was uh, used to to live and was born and bred, we had it had a twelve o'clock um, extension. That, that was a big thing. You could stay somewhere till twelve, not eleven, before you could go to your uh, to your club or oh, you'd go home. <laughs> you'd have no choice. An extra hour was like. 
everything. Yeah, I, I think I remember when, um, especially where I live, uh, we didn't have uh, DJ bars, and then all of a sudden a, a couple popped up. There was there was two, in particular, within two hundred meters of each other, um, and the pubs would close at eleven, and then you would go there till two in the morning, yeah. and then two in the morning become three in the morning, four in the morning. Do you know what I mean? It, and, uh, and in the end, they, they closed them down because they were just too much trouble. But the extension of, of bars with their times, has just, it's just got lower, later and later. And what's the point in having a nightclub when you can have a similar experience? It's not the same, not by a long shot. But if you're happy where you are, you got your friends, you got drinks, you got a reasonable sound system because we we know that bars tend to scrimp a little bit on that, don't they? We know that. Well, they're, they're, I suppose they're, they're catering to everyone, aren't they? They're catering to people that's gone there for a drink, and those who want to have a boogie, there's a little bit of a dance floor now, typically built into to it as well. So the music is not it's not thumping, it's not in your face. It's commercial music, so you'd hear that in any bar, in any pub. In, in, the, in the country, it's not um, more underground. And to be fair, that's what most people want that. If you go to a club, you go to someone that plays R&B club or a house club or whatever, you go to a bar, you'll get everything. Yeah. Like you said, you, you you sat there, you don't have to pay to get to an, get an uncomfortable seat, another tenner out of your pocket, which even then we know now it's not even a tenner for a lot of these places because they can't, they can't charge that because no one will pay it. The prices of the clubs have gone down because they're competing with the bars that you get in for free. Well, if you're the only time you're going to make that money on the door is if you're a headliner and no people yeah. will pay 30, 40 quid to get in. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember going um, to a place called the Mint Club, which we've talked about um, before. Um, it's now the Mint Warehouse um, in Leeds, but it was a tiny, tiny little club, only held about 100, 100, 100 people, something like that. Um, it used to be cool in there because the seats used to be polos. <laughs> it's the hole in the middle. Um, also, it was a unisex toilet as well, which was quite fun. Because that's how small it was. They couldn't afford to have the space for two toilets. So they literally had to find a way of glassing off the urinals from the cubicles and stuff like that. So it was a unisex toilet. Um, and it was £15 to get in because they don't make money on the numbers. You know, you know, if you go to your local... Do I say, you know, something that's a bit cheesy, hold a thousand people, you get in for three or five quid or whatever, they'll make the money on the volume. But a hundred people, they have to charge a higher price. But that's 15 pounds back back in the day. I mean, you go to Ibiza and obviously you're paying, you know, 50, 80 euros plus to get into these places. But you go into to, to clubs now and they're talking three quid, a five. A five is the average price to get into the majority of any club in the UK. Outside of probably of London, it's a fiver. Yeah, I, I, but even in London... Um, you could, you'll only pay 10 quid hmm. no unless you've got a headline act and, and, that, yeah. and that's I think that's what it boils down to is who you got playing now in my opinion I've I've played at venues where I've been a warm-up DJ and obviously then you have two or three uh, maybe two or three DJs in between in, say I've done the first set nine o'clock you might have another couple of DJs or just one or two. And then you have your headliner. The the DJs that played before the headliner were no better or no worse than the headliner. 
but people are paying for that one person. And I, I think un- unless you have that status, you can't charge big, uh, big money anymore. I would say that <coughs> people know, excuse me, my coffin, since this um, little virus I got back in June, every time I talk a lot, I cough a lot. Excuse me, I have a drink. You must cough all the time then. I know. <laughs> always, seems, always, always seems to be more on a podcast. Um, the when you, when you buy a ticket to see somebody you know, there's an expectation. You know what you're getting. You know what you're buying. And that's probably why people buy headliner tickets. It's because you go to see Fatboy Slim or, um, you know, Patrick Topping or Guy, obviously, you know, sort of uh, um, I've paid a lot more attention to in the last couple of years. Eats everything. Who, whoever. You know within reason what you're going to get because they will deliver their style, their music. It's like a McDonald's. You go to McDonald's and anywhere in the world, you know what you're going to get. You go to yeah. a local restaurant and you might have the best meal of your life. You, chances are that you probably won't because you'll pick some it that won't suit you or you don't know what you're buying. And that's that's what you like with kind of grass grassroots is that who's going to pay even if it's a fiver to go to somewhere that you've been to majority of your life, living local, to, to, hear, to see somebody or to hear somebody play that you don't know who they are. You don't know what you're going to get unless it's somebody's birthday or some reason above as an average of going out for the sake of going out on a Friday or Saturday night. You're probably not going to go out. And the culture's changed because of that. People don't go out as much. I think for me, if just because you don't know the DJ doesn't mean the DJ ain't going to be any good. And let's be honest, if you're playing, if you're playing in a club, or um, a higher-end bar, you would have been that the DJ would have been vetted, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're saying that though. Well, we've come across some ropey ones as well. <laughs> I, I was just about <laughs> to give an example. Um, we've we've vetted DJs, and we've come unstuck, haven't we? Yep. Um, but generally, on a on a whole, the DJ's vetted, and you know, you know, you, it's going to be to a certain standard. It's going to be able to, to mix track after track after track without any clippity clops. Well, you'd, you'd you'd hope. I mean, the probably the reality of the situation. If you apply to an agency, because a lot of these bars just go through agencies. They don't even. Well, it's easy, isn't it? D- yeah, they don't they don't research the DJs themselves. They go to an agency. There'll be a markup on the the hourly rate that they'll be paid. Um, the agency may well have taken a demo. Um, that demo is going to be the best that that DJ has ever given because it's perfect because you can do demo after demo and only submit the best of the best. They go out, they play live, and they're not always quite as good live. That's the proof from the pudding. Majority would be, but we've come across some that, that aren't. But um, they're not paid a great deal of money either in, in retrospect for what they're doing. They're paid, I don't know, your average price in the UK for probably you know, a four or five hour gig in a bar, 200 quid, 250. It's round, it's round yeah. there. Um, which is not bad money for what you're actually doing. I mean, it's not, it's better than doing DJ um, mobile stuff, which obviously you'd have to haul your gear in and out. It's just bring you, dare I say it nowadays, your controller um, or your separate. So whatever you're going to DJ on and then and a laptop if need be. And away you go, plug into the sound system and, and that's it. But yeah. Um, but if you get a good DJ, 
in a, in a in a decent bar. The bar's got a lot of people in. You know the nightclub's going to be half empty. It's cold outside. Um, you've got a good seat, and you're not going to have to pay for the pillows. You're going into a cold, empty room with, again, taking a pot look on another DJ. You can see why people just stay stay in bars, and the bars have, have basically had their license extended to to make the extra money. So it is a down downward battle for for this for standalone traditional nightclub. Um, we have seen some in, infinite. In, was it inventive? I can't say the right word. Initiative. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Initiative. Um, and have two sessions in the day. There's one one place um, in, in Leicester. I won't name any places because it's not, not fair because um, we're not getting um, any advertising budget or not being sponsored by anyone. So won't name them. But um, there's one place in Leicester that um, opposite where we, we were um, the other month and they have an afternoon session two till ten. And that's always pretty, pretty busy. And then um, up in Scotland, um, again they had like two sessions, which again a bit more weirder, but again had a two to two to ten um, session in the afternoon to the evening. <laughs> we walked in, and they were. It's weird when you walk into a club and everyone's already off their faces. It's yeah, it was a, it was a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I say so, especially knowing that that was ending and we were starting. Yeah, it's like we've got another four or five hours to go yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a bit surreal. Um, yeah, obviously clubs need to make make the money. So if you get half a club in the afternoon, half a club in the evening, all, all this costs you a bit more electric, a bit more staff. You still made your money, a bit more outgoings, but you still obviously had a decent decent income. So um, some bars obviously, or so it's the clubs are using their their initiative to try and take on on the bars. But yeah, I think. A lot of it is that unless you are a headline act, that your local grassroots clubs with the up and coming DJs, the majority are struggling, and they have to find different ways of, of making ends meet. And I don't, I personally don't think that's going to change. I think it's just going to get worse and worse and worse to the point where I don't think there'll be any clubs eventually. There'll be some. There'll always be. St- yeah, no, there'll always be some. All right, okay. Maybe that was the wrong wording. I don't think there'll be any clubs like the ones where we've been playing at. Yeah, your your local kind of um, town would have a, a nightclub. It would yeah. be it'd be bars. It'll be to go to to go to a club. They'll be in your bigger cities. Yeah, because that's the only one. They're the only ones that'll be able to, to to keep keep afloat. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I, I think it will eventually. It will just be DJ bar. After bar, after bar, after bar, and it would, and it, and I think the high roads um, of these places are going to end up looking, you know, like the warm up strip in in, a, in places at like Iron Apple where you just got the bars and they just offer free drinks. People come in, and I think that's what we'll end up with eventually. Something along them lines where the clubs will, there will be two a penny, you know, there you know you have one, and then you just have bars leading all the way up to it. Well, the um, we've been obviously we've played a couple of places that are sort of um, one club towns, and <coughs> the demographics have to be quite high to sustain. They can have good nights. They put a, a headline act on there, and they do get people in. But back twenty odd years ago, you'd expect that on a Friday night, let alone on a Saturday night, and that's as good as they can get with a headline act that's cost them two and a half thousand pound, three thousand pound to to pull in, and they they. They'll make some money, but 
they won't have, it will not be one of their profitable nights by well, a long, this, long shot. I mean, 20 years ago, when I, when I was going out, this sounds really bad now. It sounds really bad. You know, if you went out on a Friday night, you'd have a good night. It wouldn't be as busy as a Saturday. But I didn't go to the club I went to because there was a Pacific DJ on. I went there because it didn't matter what DJ was on. Mm. It was a good night because you, you, I went there for the, for the venue. My, my friends went there and that's where I went. I didn't go there because I got Carl Cox playing tonight or, you know, uh, EZ. I mean, I would go there for them. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't need to be there for me to go there. Oh, I, I mean, when I was in my teenage years and early twenties, that I used to like so going out. Forty um, years ago? No, not quite. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I was an athlete at the time, so I couldn't go out, you know, Friday, Saturday, every weekend, or one of the two every weekend. So there'd be times when I wouldn't go out at all for months and months and months. And typically, in off season, which is my season, would be the winter. Then I would, I would obviously go out a little bit more and enjoy myself a bit more. Um, but it didn't matter to me who was playing. I mean, majority of the time, there was no headline acts anyway. Um, and you just went out because you wanted to go out. They would play music and you would go, well, that place plays music that I'm more into, so I'll go there or I'll go that place because it's there. It didn't really matter. Sometimes it's just a fact that where your mates are going. Literally, they're going there and you go, oh, I prefer to go here, but I'm going to go with you guys anyway because that's where you want to go. It didn't ultimately matter who was playing and what they were playing so much. Um, but I suppose as, as music got a bit more specialised that when we were up in Scotland, we saw a, um, a hard dance night um, and you said it was, was bounce, bounce. It was on there or whatever it was, whatever it was. But like it had a big, big queue outside. So we, you, there are places and genres and times and niches of music that will always create a, a gathering. But the, the lockdowns that we've had obviously with the pandemic has changed the culture. Two things. I've got a teenage teenage daughters and they don't go out that much. Ella started going out a little bit more, but um, she was 19 before she started going out. She wasn't like back in our day, which 16, 17, 18, you'd be going out. It's come, it's come a little bit later for her. And it's only because she sings. Well, she had a boyfriend before then, but now she's single and a circumstances are, she, 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 she's gone out more. Um, mother daughter has no inclination to go out whatsoever. She's 16. Um, back in our day, I mean, I was late going out. I didn't go out until I was, I was cacking myself going into a bar that notoriously would, would throw people back when I was 17 and a half. <laughs> I was, oh. I was like, oh, all my mates are going in there for like last two years. You know, um, I, I started I going out when I was like 15, going out, uh, proper nightclub. But that, that's the thing you, 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 it's like wait for the weekend and you go out. And I think the culture's changed that a lot of people are not going out. I mean, I know it's more expensive to go out than it is to, to drink. And I've never been somebody who can drink. I go to house parties and, and drink a lot, but I can't drink on, on my own in my own, my own house. But I, I, um, do you know what else I think it is? We live in a culture now where it's acceptable to go out every day of the week. Well, yeah, you, I, I, there is that. But I mean, I'll I tell you what has on the flip side 
is when you go out, it needs to be more memorable. But if you back in our day, you go to the club and you'd be you you see the same faces in the same clubs, when it's wherever you frequented, more often than not, because everyone did the same thing. And if you stay in local, then that's what happens. You see the same people and you like the crowd or don't like the crowd generally. Sometimes you might want to avoid them because you've been a naughty boy. I'm <laughs> going back to that club for a little while or whatever the case may be. However, yeah. nowadays, if you're going to go out, you want to make it worth, worth your while. If you're going to go out on a weekend or go to a club or a headline, you're going to pay whatever you're going to pay to see them. But you pay more to go to a festival to have an experience for a weekend or fest- festivals have grown massively. I mean, I don't remember half the festivals that are popping up now, but obviously they've grown organically over the years. They've gone for a few hundred people to a few thousand to tens of thousands to be, to be grown outside of their local area of influence to become known nationally. Um, I mean, you know, that's where, that's where you spend your money. You're going to spend, but it's right. I've gone out and I've, and we're going back quite a few years now, but, and it was quite a lot of money back then, but I spent 120 pound on a night out once when 120 pound was a whole lot more than it is now. It's probably worth 200 quid easily in drinks. Um, you buy a ticket for a festival now. And you can see several of your bands. You could go to the DJ tent and probably see one of your superstar DJs as well and have a whole better experience and remember it and not have the massive hangover. I'll probably have the hangover as well, but anyway, yeah. That comes but, a little bit later yeah. down the line though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But that's that's what you want. You, you you spend your money on there rather than going to the same club that you've been to umpteen times. It's, it's no different than it's been before, irrespective of how good your DJs are. That's the thing. I think that's um, a thing growing with the a new raver, so to speak. That that is how it is, and I don't think festivals are ever going to go. They're always going to be there, and I think it will be bars, DJ bars, and festivals will be leading the way. I mean, the thing is, in the, the current climate, is safe to be outside anyway. Excuse me. In here in the summer, obviously they do it. So here in the UK, they do it in the summer. Get it right round, right way round. Um, here in the summer, they do it in the they UK. Do it in the yeah. UK. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but that's, that's, what you, that's what you're looking at is as having something you can remember. People wear and cherish their Bermin wristbands, don't they? They'll take them off. They collect collectibles from some festivals. Exactly. I mean, do you collect the wristbands that of the nights we've been to, or we've DJed at? No, I've still <laughs> no, got. I've still got a big box of them. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just like. Well, yeah, it maybe it is when they when they see DJ Envy play. You know what I mean? It's like I gotta keep that wristband. I I tell you what though, it's like back in the day we didn't have we didn't have mobile phones like we do now, and you live for the moment, didn't, didn't you? That is how it was. Again, with the way nightclubs. If you if you hear any noise, I think one of my kids is cleaning the stairs. <laughs> And I'm under the stairs. No, I can hear, I, I can hear a brush and shoes being moved. <laughs> I'm going to listen now. Well, I can hear. There it. you go. I heard say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, That's, carry on. Um, um, mobile phones. We used to live for the moment, didn't we? So it would be literally about what's going on here and now. Nowadays. When people, I can still hear that noise. When people yeah, no. are, are out clubbing, it's all about the phones and uh, and what they look like and how it's perceived to be. 
just more of a statement rather than when we went out no one cared about phones and all that rubbish because number one we didn't have camera phones back then it was just about living in that moment and enjoying what it was so when when you say about memorabilia about wristbands mine's all up here just because i don't have anything to show for it all right some of it some of it's up there yeah not all of it. <laughs> um but yeah and i think that's the difference in it now it's more of a a place a place to be seen festivals are a place to be seen You're... also also families can go it's not just for the young it's I, for the for the smaller ones and the bigger ones I, I will mention these people because i think they do great stuff um rave the tots uh they do they do some bits in south end and up and down the country and 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 the people that run that are absolutely absolutely brilliant you can go there with your kids um and spend and spend the day the weekend it's absolutely brilliant so Ray, raver tots tots is one of the best um family days out if you've got you know because a lot of people our age t we we've all got kids now granted most of mine are grown up um but i've still got one who would absolutely love to go and do that so you might be seeing me at the next raver tots mate <laughs> you should be behind the decks mate playing agadu agadu do do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just looking down my notes here. So, um, right. One other thing I've, I've noted down here as well that um, we just speak to Destiny before we, we came on and recorded the podcast is that this is the nighttime industry. This is everything from restaurants all the way through to bars, clubs, and everything like that. Anything that's been affected by, by this um, virus that's been going on, this COVID virus, that 86,000 jobs have been lost in the nighttime industry alone. Across everything. That's, I mean, a lot of people were furloughed or their company didn't do furlough here in the UK. They paid about 75% of your wage. Um, the government did, or you just straight lost your job. Um, half Jake, who was a, <laughs> he never keeps a job for two minutes oh, of his own. Of his own choice because he moves around, <laughs> not because he's not good at his job. He's very good at his job. That's why he moves around quite a bit. Um, but yeah, he um, he was uh, working in, as a as a chef in a restaurant, and they they closed down straight away. Um, said we can't cope with this. Money's going. We don't do furlough. Um, but yeah, there um, eight six thousand jobs, and how do how do you sustain that when people are not there are people who are frightened to go out to clubs right now if you look at very very specific if you go about the general trends is that um one of the clubs we went to it seemed to be a little bit weird that almost after the fact of a big rise in covid cases in the summer that people were getting getting concerned but um people are just not going out because because of covid because of you know other people vulnerable in their family or just don't want to catch it themselves there's obviously a percentage there will be a percentage of of that you add that onto the general trend of people not going out and I'm deciding, well, I'm not going to go out. Why would I go to the club for, I can pay for my ticket to go to, to Glastonbury, you know, and, and see epic artists. I mean, like, you know, I'll just go around to a mate's half, have a few beers and then have a, have a memory for the rest of my life that I've been to, to Glasgow. So I can understand those kind of things, but it doesn't help the, the working DJ in your local club who's, probably pretty decent DJ to have a crowd to, to have a bit of self-worth in terms of a, a job and 
you know, just have some people on the dance floor because that's that's all the DJ really wants. Forget about whether you get paid, don't get paid, or how much you get paid. Is that ultimately you don't become a DJ to earn millions of pounds. You don't. You earn the money later on. It's all about getting people on the dance floor, having a good time, and and being being the center of that. Even if you're not somebody that's like front and forward like DJ Envy, you know, you know when he's playing, yeah. <laughs> I'm all like my style, which is like I'll just let the music do the talking. I'm only joking. Yeah. It's not the other way around. I'm not, no, but I'm saying is that <laughs> <laughs> you, you let it is it's such a great feeling to get people on the dance floor to give them a good time. That's why you do it. And if the people are not there, then you don't feel fulfilled. And we've been to obviously several nights that have been reasonably okay. But that's it, reasonably okay. We were thinking this time last year, we were rubbing our hands together saying, everyone's going to come back. Everyone's going to be so eager to go out. They have a party for ages. And it was, it, was a, it was a whimper. What has happened, though, what has happened is we've gone back to back <laughs> early, late 80s, early 90s, because here in the UK, um, there was an act brought through that you couldn't have a gathering. So a lot of parties got um, stopped. And then we had a proper illegal rave scene. Um, and obviously thousands of people were turning up for parties and stuff like that. And people were doing that through, through lockdown. And people are still doing it now in parts of the country that don't have lockdown. Having proper old school raves, don't want the hassle of going to a club, paying to go to a club. It's probably their local DJ who's got probably a bit of a reputation that they'll go, well, he's playing, so I'll go there. And that's been a massive increase in the number of people that have put on illegal parties yeah but you know some of them illegal raves i went to a couple and they were superb some of the best nights i've ever had you know what there's nothing i suppose you can take this for almost anything in life um there's value for for paying for something and there's value for obviously the more it costs the more you value it but you know what if you can get something for free it has a nice taste on it if you got out and partied and as it costs you a penny, just a bit of fuel, you and your mates, a field in the middle of nowhere, you know, you'll you'll have a great night. But if you go pay a five to go to your local club, you're going like, well, it closes at three o'clock. I can't go anywhere else. DJ's rubbish. Yeah. You go to these legal events and you find there'll be great DJs, banging sound systems, proper banging sound systems, because there's no no legal limit on basically how much noise they can make. Yeah. Did, I, I, I just remember now, I saw, I can't remember where it was, could have been BBC website, somewhere like that, but down in Cornwall, there was um, the local residents were actually backing up um, party goers that were basically partying through the night in Cornwall on the beach. They were I backing them full, up. Yeah, I didn't read the full story, but it says that locals back up um, all night ravers, something like that was the headline. But I didn't, didn't go and read the, the full story, so I didn't know the, the full facts. But normally, because it's the other way around, and the police are outside and <laughs> waiting to catch you. But they're normally trying to uh, close them down, aren't they? I think we've had yes. um, our fill of, of Envy and myself. So thank you for watching the and listening, if you're on the, uh, the new audio, because we've got audio on Spotify as well, plus other platforms. All of the good platforms are available. Um, so thank you for watching and listening. Um, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, like, heart, or whatever it is on the format you listen to is on your, your normal podcast. And we'll hopefully back up to a three 
next week. Till then, see you. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.